The Favorites Podcast is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. Football season is coming and there is no better place to start making every moment more than with FanDuel. I love betting with FanDuel because they've got great odds and markets for NFL futures, MLB, PGA Tour, tennis, and more. Plus, their app is safe, easy to use, and when I win, I get paid out fast. If you're new, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get started now and sign up with promo code FAVORITES so they know I sent you. You must be 21 and over and present in select states only. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXT STEP to 53342 in Arizona. Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, and Virginia. 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. 1-877-770-STOP. In Louisiana, 1-877-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 in New York. Tennessee red line is 1-800-889-9789, 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming or visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in West Virginia. Welcome to the favorites, the podcast from the volume podcast network. I am Chad Millman, chief content officer of the action network. I am joined as always by my BFF, my companion, my compadre, professional better Simon Hunter. Simon today, we're going to have a guest come on who I will introduce in a moment. And we are going to go deep on what might be our producer, Matt Mitchell's favorite division in the NFL. There's no might. It definitely is. Yeah, exactly. Today's guest, a senior writer for The Athletic with a decades-long journalism resume that includes stints at ESPN, Palm Springs Post, the Buffalo News. The latter has made him one of the most connected, pragmatic, and well-respected voices, not only in Western New York sports media, but across the entire AFC East, the host of TGAF, the Tim Graham and Friends podcast. Welcome to the show, Tim Graham. Thanks for having me, guys. It's been a long time coming. Listen to me, Tim. Matt Mitchell, our producer, is from the Paris of Western New York, Rochester, which makes him a lifelong Buffalo Bills fan, which means that he has never been more set up for heartbreak in his entire life. It'll be worse this year when the Bills don't win the Super Bowl than the four straight years in the 90s when they went and didn't win with multiple Hall of Famers. They've spent two decades as one of the most irrelevant teams in the NFL, one of the most irrelevant franchises in sports. Now they're Super Bowl faves. They've got the MVP fave. They've got the guy that everyone says is the best quarterback in the NFL. Tell me about the conversation that is happening in Buffalo right now. Everybody's excited, but apprehensive. The way that you just summed it up for Matt is, is what the average Western New York sports fan is feeling. It is a great team. They are the Super Bowl favorites, or I should say the, the favorites to win the Super Bowl um, with the player who is the favorite to be the MVP. He can do it all. And he captures your imagination when you watch him play last season and really two seasons ago, but especially last season, he ironed out those performances that made you wonder, 
if he was the real deal. He has earned the distinction of being the favorite to be the NFL MVP this year. But disappointment is in the DNA here. And, and I'm a native Clevelander myself, so I can speak this language. You are waiting for something to happen at all times, whether it's going to be COVID outbreak. Uh, last year was uh, something that I think uh, everybody was worried about, especially with the vocal group of anti-vaxxers that the Bills had on their roster. There were Bills fans that were saying, oh, geez, this will be our year and then we'll get to the playoffs. And there goes Cole Beasley and four or five others uh, that are going to be lost for, for the, uh, the championship game. So that was hanging over their head all year. You have a quarterback who runs the ball a lot and isn't afraid to take a shot. So you got that in the backs of the minds of Bills fans at all times. Uh, something's going to happen. Uh, Godzilla is going to rise out of Lake Erie and destroy you know, half the city. Whatever it is you can concoct, Bills fans have probably thought of it. But let's face it, and this is what I keep telling people. So I, I have one guy in particular, uh, this local uh, bar that I go to it's called Elmo's. And uh, it's a great wing joint. After the kitchen closes at 11 o'clock, there's a guy, Malcolm is his name, and he always comes out and he leans into me like I'm going to tell him a secret. You know, and this happens, you know, two or three times a week. And he says, Tim, Tim, tell me, are the Bills going to do it this year? And again, I, I tell him, every, <laughs> I'm like, I think they're the best team in the NFL. But Malcolm, you have to understand that gives him about an 8% chance of winning the Super Bowl. And uh, he's devastated every time I tell him. And then three days later, uh, he comes out and he does it again, but he, he feels like I'm going to tell him something different each time, but that's, that's kind of the, the deal uh, here around Western New York. They're, they're stacked. There were some significant changes losing their offensive coordinator, Brian Dable to the New York Giants, of course, and Ken Dorsey's a first time play caller at any level, but the team is, is pretty much intact from last year. Very few changes. The everything from the general manager and uh, a vast majority of that front office down to a vast majority of the coaching staff uh, at all the key positions, uh, they have been together and playing at, at a very high level. You're really not worrying too much about guys who are aging out. Yes, you do have somebody like Von Miller or a Micah Hyde or Jordan Poyer. Those are the those are the gray beards on defense, and yet they were coming off elite seasons. So there's really no there's not that guy on the roster that you're like, oh man, I hope he can hold it together just for a couple more years. No, the, even their older guys are in, seem to be in their prime. So yeah, it, it's, uh, it's exciting, but around here you're holding your breath. Yeah. It's gotta be a good, just a good feeling for Bills fans knowing that, you know, they have, they have something they've had in a long time, a guy who is legit top three at the QB position, which, you know, I'm an Eagles fan. I haven't had that since Donovan. Like, it's just, you just want that feeling of going into a season, you just have hope because you have that quarterback. Again, we can talk about last year where they shot themselves in the foot, right? They lost that Jaguars game. That decided them having home field advantage. If they would have won that game, the Chiefs would have been coming to, you know, Buffalo. So it's just talking about a Bills team that, like Chad just said, they're the best team in football. Josh Allen, he's the biggest superstar. I don't know if it's a touchy subject up in Buffalo, but it reminds me of OJ ran for that 2000 yards. He was literally a God in Buffalo, right? That he was the most revered player. Is that the same thing right now with Josh Allen? Is it like, is there anyone even close to Josh Allen's level of fame right now in Western New York? No, not nearly. Maybe uh, you want to go back to the Super Bowl years. You want to flip over to the hockey side, Dominic Hasek. But even then, Hockey's still a niche sport and obviously hugely embraced uh, here in this area, hockey is. But 
it doesn't compete with what uh, the NFL does in terms of breaking through and making Buffalo and Buffalonians feel relevant on the national stage. And you mentioned OJ, and of course, you know, that's a complicated legacy, but OJ's teams were irrelevant. OJ went to the playoffs, I think, once. The team was built really to not make the playoffs. And that's something I've actually had, uh, uh, I've been able to interview OJ Simpson a couple of times over the years. And uh, one of the things that Ralph Wilson, the, the team's founder, had told him was OJ, People come to see you play. If we don't make the playoffs, I only have to pay you. If we make the playoffs, I have to pay everybody. So the, it was kind of built in that we don't necessarily want to be a great football team. We just want to fill the stadium. Josh Allen, though, is the expectation is Super Bowl now at this point. Maybe not necessarily a championship, uh, but getting there, uh, that's the next step that they haven't achieved yet. Uh, they have played an AFC championship game, although a lot of people thought two years ago that was a little bit of a playing over their heads. But heading into last season, of course, that was the expectation. And then this year, again, they're the Super Bowl favorites, which, which I've mentioned about 80 gazillion times already. But Josh Allen is getting that big. And I think we can look that he's scraping that. He's the only player who hadn't won multiple MVP awards, uh, who played in that um, uh, made-for-TV golf event with Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes, and Aaron Rodgers. I mean, he seems like he'd be the type of guy that if John Madden hadn't died last year is on the cover of Madden this year. I mean, he's hot. He's hip. Like he is it. The Jersey sales outside of Western New York are, are crazy for Josh Allen. And it's because of the style that he plays. He looks like he's having fun at all times out there. Uh, he, he breaks the rules of the quarterback position. He trucks people. Uh, he'll jump over people. He's fun. And that's, I think, hard for Bills fans to imagine sometimes. Uh, man, we got one of those guys. Not only do we have one of them, we may have the one. It shouldn't be overlooked or taken for granted. And believe me, around here it isn't. So the AFC East this year, the Bills minus 600 made the playoffs. What are they to win the division right now? Minus 220 on FanDuel. Minus 220 to, make the, to win the division. It's a little bit of a topsy-turvy division this year. The Miami Dolphins at about plus 142 okay. to win the division. And then the Patriots at plus 160. So right. okay. you've covered the Bills. You've covered the Dolphins. When you look at this lineup. I've covered right them now, all. I covered the AFC East for, for ESPN. That's right. I've lived that's in right. Boston. I've lived in Fort Lauderdale. And I've lived in Buffalo. So how topsy-turvy is this and strange is it for you after 20-something years of Patriots dominance. But more importantly, when you look at this, do you see the Dolphins being able to do anything that could remotely challenge the Bills? Sure. Uh, I, I think it's going to take an awful lot of luck, especially with what's happened, uh, not just in the past week, but over the past months. You know, there's a lot of uncertainty there. You have to wonder how much damage has been done to that team's psyche and, and individual players on that team and people in the front office to know that they're with an organization that didn't necessarily want them or thought that they could do better. And yes, uh, they'll go out and play uh, every week to the best of their ability, but they're also human beings. And these are the types of things, these toxic things that get in your culture, that, um, that elusive thing that can't be defined of culture that the bills have in spades uh, that the Patriots Probably still do have, but maybe don't have the talent to go along with it. Um, but the Dolphins and the Jets certainly still trying to sort through. And I'm not saying that they can't find it or that these are lost franchises, but 
This is not what it's supposed to look like uh, when you're building um, a culture over years. And it's something that just doesn't happen overnight. So, yeah, I think Miami's going to have to have a lot of things go right and, and get maybe lucky, have some uh, maybe a little bit of a, you know, magic wand, you know, catching some breaks that they're out of their control type thing. Um, but, but I do like what the dolphins have done from a talent standpoint. I like the coaching decision, but again, there's just so much in the fabric, uh, of that organization that is, is really dysfunctional. And I think that that is something that has to be overcome as an organization. I mean, we even see, um, organizations, uh, that haven't had as much, turmoil and you got people who just want to jump ship, you know, like, uh, and I'm not, you know, you got players who are demanding trades here and there. The Browns are a bad example because they've been just as dysfunctional. Uh, I mean, I don't know if we want to get into a competition as to who's been more dysfunctional, uh, but we have, you know, Kareem Hunt wants out and people are talking about how long until Miles Garrett wants out. And, uh, you know, the Bears have guys who want out, uh, you know, you get that all around the, uh, the NFL, it, with these teams, but that's how fickle things can be. And the bills have figured that out. They don't necessarily have to worry about it. They have uh, just so much continuity. And of course they have that key position locked down where you don't have to worry about the bills flirting with some other quarterback because they aren't quite sure if their guy uh, has it. And, Oh, by the way, if we don't go out and get somebody else, no, no, we like this guy all along, you know, and you could see uh, that, uh, that it's, you know, a lot of milk toast uh, plaudits and, and things of that nature. So I think that the Bills win the division, however, wasn't maybe the biggest lock in all of NFL last season was that the Bills were going to win the AFC East. And it came down to the very end because the Patriots found a way to scratch together wins with their rookie quarterback. But if you were to take a look at the betting, uh, on pretty much any of the, the futures, it, the most dominant bets were Bills were going to win the division. Uh, and I think that the Chiefs, even though they were picked to win the Super Bowl, or at least the, bet, the, the public was betting on the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl, it was a lot closer for them in terms of the AFC West and getting through, you know, whatever, from a betting standpoint. The Bills were lopsided, uh, even, I think, more so than Tampa Bay uh, to win their division, and they almost didn't. We talked about it last year. Their win total was at 11 and a half. That was just too easy of a trap, right? We joked all the time when it was 11 and a half, 12, that's the sports books taking all the money in. We kept telling people that and the Vikings were the two overs. We kept saying, stay away from the, the books are setting a the line. They keep taking money and they're not moving the number. So the bills this season, their, their division definitely improved, but honestly not enough to make me be as confident I was last year in their under bet in the sense that, I think this team's a 12 and five team. Like I look at the bills, I've run through their division. I've run like simulated their season. It keeps coming back above 12, right? I keep getting either 12.4, 12.3 wins for them. And I'm looking at a bills team that uh, I try to explain to people. Our, our job here is to give them the best bet for value wise. Right? So we talked last week about the NFC North, just because I think green Bay is going to win. I don't think you should tie your money up for eight, nine months in a minus 170 bet on green Bay. Right? I want to give you a big plus number. So yeah, futures are tough from the start, right? You, you not only not only do you need to have you, you need value, you need a real a lot of value, right? So when I'm looking at the bills here, at minus two hundred, minus two twenty, 
that's a fair price, honestly. Like, I, I look at this Bills team, I still think they're above everyone else in the division, and we're about to get to these other teams. But to me, the Bills are a team where you pair up, right? If you like Green Bay like I do, pair them together, right? You take a minus 170 and a minus 200 team, put them together, you might be able to get a plus number or just a little over that minus 110. So to me, if you're, if you're going to bet these big favorites, I don't hate it. Because, again, we've seen the Bills. They're, they're back-to-back. They've won two straight years now of this division. I don't, again, we're going to talk about these other teams. I just don't feel the threats. Like, yeah, they lost to Rose C. He was great, but he's given Josh Allen the tools. Josh Allen has the confidence. We know what he has a wide receiver. They drafted a running back for him. I, I just, I can't see all the negatives with the Bills where last year, last year was a natural negative, right? They went to the AFC Championship game, a young team, which expected them to have stepped back because there's going to be a lot of bumps. So coming to this season, again, I'm not going to tell anyone to put minus, put 200 on minus $200 bet. But I do think there is value in this Bills team to pair with other divisional leaders that, yeah, end of the year, I expect the Bills to win this division. Yeah, I've written a lot about uh, Ken Dorsey uh, taking over as the offensive coordinator and uh, the different theories that are how things are going to change. Usually you hear first time play caller in his life. I mean, not even, you know, high school. Um, First time play caller, it makes your heart skip a little bit. But you usually hear about that with young coaching staff, new coaching staff, rebuilding organization, taking a shot on a young hot shot play caller type thing. I'm thinking of, you know, like Joe Brady in Carolina, Joe Brady now on the Bills staff, by the way, is uh, their quarterbacks coach. But Ken Dorsey is in a stable organization with a quarterback who can cover up a lot of problems. He played the position and everything in his within his credentials say that he should have no problem with this transition. Now, that's not to say that there won't be, you know, uh, you know, growing pains and learning, you know, the pace and what what goes through his mind when it's third and four from the 46 yard line with a minute and a half, you know, whatever the situation is where you could choke. Uh, I'm sure he'll go through some periods where he doesn't exactly call the exact play that he wanted to in a specific moment. Maybe he's out of timeouts, whatever. Uh, But he played the position for so long. Uh, He's known for his being overprepared and everything he's ever done. He's known for his intelligence. Um, I think he'd really have to gag uh, to be noticeable. However, however, the bills do start pretty tough. Uh, their schedule, of course, they're they're in the opener on Thursday night against the Rams out in Los Angeles. Uh, they have the Titans. They're at Miami, at Baltimore, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's not isn't as formidable as they, they used to sound when you'd hear Pittsburgh. Although you know Mike Tomlin still hasn't ever had a losing record, but uh, and then Kansas City at Arrowhead by week, Green Bay on uh, Sunday Night Football. If Ken Dorsey has even a little bit of struggle. That's going to become a storyline. That's going to be a thing. And uh, and even if he gets it straightened out in November and December, you know how first impressions are. You know, if Ken Dorsey's known as somebody who maybe doesn't, you know, isn't getting it right, isn't firing on all cylinders right away, you know, that's that's the only thing that would concern me if I were a Bills fan. Right. By by all measures, he seems like he's got a handle on this. And he and Josh Allen have a great relationship, which is paramount. The NFL Week 1 odds are out, and now is the time to try FanDuel Sportsbook. If you haven't already, get in on the action early this season right now. 
FanDuel Sportsbook customers can get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. Personally, my favorite NFL bet right now is the Atlanta Falcons over their win total of four and a half this season. Just sign up using promo code favorites. Place your first bet and FanDuel will give you up to $1,000 back in free bets if you don't win. There's no better place to get ready for the football season than on FanDuel, America's number one sports book and official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app and sign up using promo code favorites to get started with your no sweat first bet up to $1,000. You must be 21 or over and present in Arizona, Connecticut, Iowa, Illinois, Louisiana in permitted parishes only, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, West Virginia, or Wyoming. First, online, real money wager only. Refund issued as non-withdrawable free bets that expire 14 days after receipt. Restrictions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXT STEP to 53342 in Arizona. 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, and Virginia. 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. Call the Tennessee Red Line, 1-800-889-9789 or visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia. You mentioned the Patriots. You've covered the Patriots. Their odds to win the division plus 160, so just a little bit behind the Dolphins. Last year, nearly scratched out a division title Mac Jones this year, new offensive coaches, not coordinators, as they're not naming them coordinators, but reports out of camp, that offense looks terrible. They had a good day today. One good day. Apparently. I mean, I don't know. I wasn't there, but apparently. So maybe the reporters are just getting sick of writing the same thing every day and they just feel like writing that they had a good one. So when you hear that, when you see that, as a veteran NFL reporter, how much salt do you take with the training camp reports of his performance, knowing that it's Belichick and no one expected anything last year and they found a way to contend? You know, you, you guys probably have the numbers or if there if there is even such a thing to break down uh, what Belichick does to the betting line, whether he inflates it. Uh, but, you know, I'm go back to my days when I when I lived in Vegas and it was, uh, you know, for in the 90s, and it was always a safe bet to uh, take whoever was was playing the Cowboys because the Cowboys back then, this is before the, you know, internet gambling and, and you, but in the Vegas books, Notre Dame was given too much credit and the Cowboys and the 49ers. You get a lot of 49ers action up in the Reno sports book because they'd come across the border and bet and bet it up in Reno. Uh, but I'm guessing that uh, that Belichick gets a little too much credit. He deserves some of it. I mean, there's a there's a mystique all about uh, Bill Belichick and how he's uh, able to pull this off. I just don't see it, uh, with the exception of him retooling this team in the image. And uh, be, believe me, I'm not making a comparison that they can do the same thing. But going back to the pre, all right, let's say the 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 immediate Drew Bledsoe aftermath or towards the end of the Drew Bledsoe era of we are going to build the most dominant defense we can and hope that we can bring this quarterback along. And whenever we need to flip the switch, if our quarterback ever gets too good and we need to uh, all of a sudden start 
spending the money on offensive linemen to protect him and, and weapons and all these other things like the bills are going to be doing uh, once Josh Allen's next contract kicks in next year. Uh, but for now we're going to spend money on defense and we are going to play opponents tight and hope that they break serve, which is the bill Belichick blueprint. Uh, un- unless you have 2007 new England Patriots and Randy Moss and Wes Welker, and then you can sling it all over the field and your defense can, you can take the day off and you can win a shootout. Um, I don't want to say take a day off, but that those defenses, they had some stars on them, but in, in general weren't great. But it used to be the New England Patriots, they were fabulous defensive teams and Tom Brady was the game manager until he evolved into something different. And I think that they just want Mac Jones to be a game manager. He doesn't need to be a superstar. So I think it's a little bit of a fool's errand to take a look at the quarterback position in New England and say, well, they can't be any good uh, because I don't think much of Mac Jones. Well, that's that's not what they're built upon. They don't want or need Mac Jones to carry him. But where I am, what I don't get with the Patriots is that the, the offense, I don't, I don't understand it. You're going to have defensive guys calling the offensive plays. I mean, I know it's been done. I mean, it, the football is football. At least there's some belief in that. Uh, you know, if Matt Patricia is going to be calling the plays or Bill himself or hell, I don't know. Maybe they'll let Mac Jones call him. Uh, maybe they'll, uh, maybe they'll throw up the you know, the boards like Chip Kelly on the sideline uh, back in the day with little images on them and they'll let them pick a, pick a picture and, and call a play. There's just something is a jumbled mess on that offense. And that's where I think it circles back to some people just think it's Bill Belichick and he'll figure it out. I'm not, I think Bill Belichick's the greatest football coach of all time, but I am not one of those who just all of a sudden is just going to assume well, hell, he proved us wrong again last year, didn't he? Well, he'll figure it out again this year. They seem to have gotten worse on offense. Patriots, uh, to me, just don't don't do anything. They're going to have to force turnovers and seize on on mistakes rather than going out there and winning games. I wouldn't do their over. I think it's eight and a half, New England. Like he just like Tim just talked about, we don't really know what to think as we sit here in early August. That's just a number I'd wait on. We got to see some life in this offense. The biggest thing I've read so far is that it's offensive line problems. They uh, literally. Their offensive line is terrible right now for New England. So I'll back what Tim said. I wouldn't put any money on this Patriots team. I, that's one of the teams I'll wait and see um, how the preseason plays out because to me, they're under, under talented last year. They had the fifth quarterback drafted. He was by far the best quarterback last year. Like all and these are other they guys, getting too much credit just because they're the Patriots? I mean, is, is my thinking on that? I mean, that's a guess, but is that a, does that play into the number or is that baked baked into the numbers that we're looking at now that no, no one cares? Like maybe they did the first year, but Tom Brady's gone. Like as much as I want to give Bill Belichick all the praise in the world, he had Tom Brady for 20 years. Me and Chad talked about it last year. Like we would use numbers based on Tom Brady and Bill Belichick together. But do Those we see the betting public useless. still giving the Patriots credit or taking taking a risk because they they think the Patriots have this have the have the secret formula. No pros think that. I think it's just the betting public. They're probably the third or fourth biggest fan base in all of football. So people are going to bet on them. But like pros, no, no one, no one has the fear or respect of Bill Belichick to give him an extra win or a win and a half. It's just yeah. more that he's just a proven guy who's smarter than other coaches. Like his back against the wall, Bill can figure things out. So that's that's probably the respect that we give to him. We're going to talk about the New York Jets here. I mean, I dare to say, maybe just because I got some momentum going here, but maybe I'd, <laughs> I, I'd like the Jets more than I do the Patriots. Oh, my God. Wow. <laughs> Hold on. I'm talking about value. I'm not saying like head to head, but let's yeah, oh, give me, no, give me numbers. It. I'm taking I'm taking a 
I'm, I'm anticipating the numbers here. The Jets uh, right now plus 2,400 to win the AFC East. Uh, well, that's not a bet I'm taking. Miami plus 450 to win the AFC East. New England plus 500. Jets plus 2,400 to win the AFC East. And their win total is five and a half. I, I like the over on that. So does the it's public. Just, there's something to be said for a team that's closed the gap. They, they're, they're entering uh, the next year in a, in a coaching uh, regime and a, an organization that seems now, of course, they just had, you know, the, the Mbakai Becton uh, news is bad. I love what they did in the draft. Of course, you can't bank on rookies uh, too much, but they were able to get the best player at various positions at the, on the board heading into the draft with the way, you know, the pass rusher and the cornerback and the receiver. And again, that's not to say that they have it all figured out, but, and that's where, when you take a look at what teams have done, it doesn't happen in a vacuum. Of course, just because one team has improved, you say, well, they figured it out. Well, other teams are improving too. They're shifting that the jets are going to be more competitive this year. Obviously you can steal a game and in a 17 game season, I like the over, I should say at five and a half. One of the most bet overs for the year, according to sports books, the New York Jets, based almost entirely on fan response and enthusiasm to their draft. And it's my biggest, it's right now my biggest under bet. So me and Tim are completely opposite sides. I just, them and the Bears are my two biggest fade teams this upcoming season. Um, Zach Wilson has shown me nothing. He got outplayed by his backup who ended up beating the Bengals in a throwaway game. So Zach Wilson, if he can take the next step, if I can see this kid read a defense and not look like a deer in headlights, who's undersized, I'll be about it. But right now, the Jets, to me, an inflated line. Like, they're bet up. You want to talk about respect given to the Patriots. This line's a game more than it should be just because of New York sports books. Like, this line is just getting pounded but to the over because the Jets fans are so excited about this team. Where me as a professional, I need to take that value. So I had them at four wins for the season. I'm getting a free game and a half towards the over. I love the under just again, it's because they're in such a hard division, the bills, Miami Patriots. I all of them, I have them rated much higher than I do this jets team. So sorry. This is why I hate being that guy. I'm just very, this is why you don't need to have me on the show because I'm, I am betting public, right? You know, I, I don't have the numbers (laughs) here. I haven't, I haven't worked out my, my over unders for all 32 teams. Uh, So yeah, I'm, I'm certainly going on feel. I'm certainly going on, uh, because, and that's, you know, that's, that's what makes this so interesting. I was going to say, that's what makes it so fun, but it doesn't losing is not fun. No, uh, but it's what, you know, is, is the role, a little bit of the role of the dice, but, um, uh, what, what the jets have done has, has intrigued me enough that, uh, I'll take the over and, uh, I'll be the fish. All right. Well, now we got a little bit of a wager. We can see how it plays out through the course of the year. Tim Graham. I am Chad Millman. He is Simon Hunter for Matt Mitchell. This has been the Favorites Podcast from the Volume Podcast Network. Download it from Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Rate, review, subscribe, leave us five stars, say whatever you want. Feedback is a gift. Until next time, love you. Love you.